Good morning. Today is Sunday, June 27, 2021. Today is the 17th of Tammuz, the fast day. It is the day that begins the period that we refer to as the three weeks, a three-week period that culminates three weeks from today on Tisha B'Av, the ninth day of Av. And these are days of national mourning, they commemorate the events of the destruction of the first temple and the second temple and other catastrophes that have befallen the Jewish people. And these are days of sadness and mourning. Although it is possible to observe the outward formal details of these days, what to do, what not to do, that is relatively straightforward to be able to look up. You can ask. That's straightforward. But like any mitzvah, there is also a layer of chovos halavavos, the obligations that are in our heart, what it is that we should be feeling and experiencing, what it is that we're supposed to take from this period, what it is supposed to do for us, how it is supposed to transform us. And that is always more elusive and requires more effort to uncover and to connect to. Here in particular, the difficulty with observing these days, starting today, these three weeks, in a meaningful manner, is particularly difficult in our time, and different parts of the Jewish world have different difficulties with it. In Israel, the main difficulty among the religious population of Israel is, consider the Israeli reality today, you walk down the streets of Jerusalem today and how do we accept and how do we experience the words that we say in these prayers that Jerusalem is destroyed, it's desolate, none to protect it, especially the words as we get closer to Tisha B'Av itself, the words that we say of Nachem, that Jerusalem is bereft, it is empty, that's not our reality. Today, Jerusalem is built up. Jewish life is flourishing. There is a powerful government and a powerful army protecting us. There are more people studying Torah in Jerusalem today than perhaps any time in our history. So, what we are saying in our prayers and supposed to be feeling that we're in exile and Jerusalem is destroyed, it is contradicted by what we see in front of us in the streets of Jerusalem. That's a difficulty people in Israel have to deal with. For people outside of Israel, for us, there is another difficulty, a different difficulty. And that is, how do we connect to feeling sadness over losing something that we never had, that we never were able to appreciate? We don't know what it means to live outside of exile. We don't know what it means to live in God's presence, adjacent to the Beit HaMikdash. 
we don't know what it's like to live on the crossroads of the Jewish world where Jerusalem was a place that every Jewish person would meet and travel and be able to see each other multiple times a year. And what the three weeks is really about, the distance between ourselves and God, not having a Beit HaMikdash, not having God in our lives as obviously and visibly as applied during the time of the Beit HaMikdash, we don't even recognize what that means because we don't know anything else. How do we mourn for 2,000 years something that we ourselves never experienced? So it, it's okay that the experience of the three weeks in Tisha B'Av for us outside of Israel is qualitatively different than the experience of Jews who are living in Israel, who are in Jerusalem at this moment. That's okay. But it's interesting how both groups have difficulties, but in a certain sense, they are diametrically opposite difficulties. However, there is something that unites us and provides, provides for us a path through these days. And what I want to share with you is based on an incredibly insightful article by Yossi Klein Halevi, the writer and journalist. He wrote this a number of years ago, 2013. It is just as, if not more, applicable today. He writes that our rabbis in the Talmud tells us, tell us that the underlying problem that led to the destruction of the Second Temple was sinaschinam, mutual and needless hatred among Jews. Even though, of course, there were, on the simple level, outside forces that came against us and did the actual destruction. But our rabbis understood that that external enemy only had the ability to overcome us because we were divided because we were weakened through our lack of unity, through our lack of mutual respect. In contemporary terms, it's expressed today all too often, both inside Israel and outside Israel, as a failure to function as a people that appreciates its diversity and can manage its disagreements with mutual respect. We have not gotten much better at that. And today in particular, there are events and issues and individuals and groups that particularly make that difficult. Listen to Halevi's words. The basis for an individual's spiritual life is humility. Awareness that we are transcend, transient beings whose understanding of the world is at best incomplete. No one of us has the full truth. The same insight is the basis for a healthy national life. No part of the Jewish people can claim to be sole heir of Jewish history. And this is exactly the problem we have because today so many groups claim to be the sole heir, the sole representative of Judaism and Jewish history. But that cannot be true. Those who believe that 
that their community is the only repository of Jewish wisdom and that other communities are empty vessels with little to contribute to our growth risk a spiritually fatal arrogance. That arrogance has spread like a plague in our time. So Halevi has a suggestion. It's a very practical suggestion. And it is a suggestion that relates to the Avodas Halev, to the internal heart work that we should be doing and thinking about the subject of our introspection starting today over these next three weeks in order to make all the outside observances meaningful and significant. And I share this with you because I feel so strongly that it is something I need to do. And I hope that I will live up to trying to accomplish this suggestion. And I share it with you to suggest it for your inner work over these three weeks. Here is what Halevi writes. One spiritually useful way to mark the three weeks is for each Jew to consider the community of Jews he or she most resents and then contemplate a positive Jewish value embodied by that community. Now, if you say to me, I love every Jew and I don't resent any Jew, well, I'll hold back my real comment and just say, you're a whole lot better than I am. But for the rest of us, Think of, and he gives a number of suggestions, and of course, you can add your own examples. Think of the settlers' love of the land of Israel. Even if you disagree with the settlers and their political approach and some of their activities, but at least think about their love of the land of Israel, what they're willing to sacrifice to hold on to every inch of the land of Israel. If you disagree strongly with the peace movement, Think about their love of Shalom, even if their tactics are wrong, even if they're at the wrong time in history, even if they're willing to sacrifice too much. But think about the value that, express, that they express of Shalom. If you resent those groups that do not even identify as Zionists, Satmar and other Hasidic groups, think about the amazing acts of Chesed they perform. For example, bringing food to everyone in hospital, taking care of those who have passed away with dignity and respect for every single Jew, not only those who are like them. Think of their good qualities. If you're frustrated or feel antagonistic towards those non-Orthodox Jews that are acting in a, in a manner that is not in accordance with Jewish law, but think about their efforts to try to maintain a connection to every single Jew. Okay, you may disagree with the tactics, but the underlying value to maintain a connection to every single Jew is something very positive. And take your own example of a group 
that is doing something that you absolutely abhor, but find the positive element in it and appreciate that without compromising your convictions. Allow yourself to feel a measure of gratitude toward ideological opponents who are trying in their way to be worthy of the Jewish story. Halevi ends his article with these words, and I think these words should be the motto for this three-week period. Enough mourning for the sake of mourning. Let us turn the three weeks into a time of Jewish healing. That's what we need to do, whether inside of Israel, outside of Israel, whatever other difficulties we have connecting to this period, but all of us should be able to and should try to make this a period of three weeks of national and individual Jewish healing. I wish it for myself and I wish it for you. I want to wish each of you an easy fast, a productive day, and I look forward to seeing all of you soon in person.